740. It's the K-Zone Morning Commute, and the focus is on you and your car as we welcome the car doctor once again from AAA Northeast. Good morning, John Paul. And, John, you are brought to us by Lou's Custom Exhaust in Fitchburg. See Lou's for the best price locally at exhaust repairs and custom upgrades. Open Monday to Saturday at 280 River Street here in Fitchburg. John, thanks for joining us. Oh, sure. Did you know that some car dealers actually send their exhaust work to lose because they can do custom work? Some people like to buy a brand new truck, for instance, and it doesn't quite doesn't quite have the right rumble, so they send it over to places like lose to get yeah, it done. Yeah, they custom bend. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. yeah. They custom bend there. Yeah. Yep. Very, Very cool. cool. No. Very cool. You think they can put a really souped up exhaust system on my Chevy Avail? Uh, they could, but it probably isn't going to do anything for it. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Let's stick on a pig. Wow. <laughs> I wasn't going that far. <laughs> wow. I, I haven't heard that expression in a long time. I know. Time. It just jumped into my head. It's like, know. how long ago was that? Like 12, 15 years ago? At least. At least. Wow. Where, where's the time gone? Uh, let, let's take a look at the fact that summer is here and people getting ready for summer driving. What are things that people need to do when looking at the car and think, yeah, I want to hit the road this summer? Things to, like, let's put a ch- together a checklist of things to do to make sure the car is ready to do that miles and miles of traveling we want to do. Well, let's, let's kind of start at the front and go to the back. The first thing you should do is open up the hood and check all the vital fluids. You want to make sure the engine oil's in good shape. If it's been... If you can't remember the last time the oil's been changed, it's time to change it. And make sure you use the right kind of oil, too, because so many cars today require synthetic oil or a synthetic blend of oil, which is different, a little different than conventional oil. Uh, also, transmission, power steering fluid. We had, uh, we had summer a couple days ago. Now it seems like we have winter again. But, um, you know, engine coolant is very important. The engine coolant, the antifreeze. Uh, doesn't just protect the engine from freezing in the wintertime. It also helps protect it against overheating in the summertime. And it also lubricates the water pump. And if it's um, started to get acidic, it can actually do damage to the inside of the engine. So having it tested is best. But at least if you're heading out somewhere, look at that overflow bottle for the antifreeze and make sure it's in the safe zone or uh, normal zones. If it isn't, add to it. If you notice it's starting to go down periodically, you have some kind of leak that needs to be attended to. Um, If you don't know how to check them yourselves, have a garage, check the drive belts on the car, make sure the fan belts are good because uh, if you've ever, if you ever pay attention, I guess I don't pay attention to the right things sometimes when I'm on the road, but I'll see a piece of a fan belt here and there on the side of the road, which means it broke off a car as you were driving, which is, uh, which is pretty catastrophic. The engine can overheat, the battery goes dead, all kinds of problems happen. So if the drive belt on the car has got, say, more than 100,000 miles on it you might want to have it replaced and of course if you're um, driving with a check engine light on well that's first off is indicating there's something wrong with the engine secondly you're wasting fuel and polluting the air so have that looked at and then as you sort of work your way down the car check all the tires and the tire pressure Um, the tire pressure if you don't know how much air to put in the tires open up the driver's door there's a little placard there it'll tell you how much air to put in uh typically for most cars it's somewhere between 30 and 35 pounds but it varies from car to car and also look at the tire tread depth 
We used to say take a penny and stick a penny in the tread, and if the tread doesn't come up into Lincoln's head, it's time for new tires. Now we say take a quarter and uh, measure the tread depth, and if it doesn't come up to at least uh, Washington's head, it's time for new tires. The, it's about the differences between two and four thirty seconds of rubber, and that little bit of difference is enough where on wet weather it can change the stopping distance from 60 miles an hour by 70 or 80 feet so it's important to have good tires and then as you're kind of um, also looking at the car make sure the wipers are in good shape I said I think I said for around Mother's Day no better Mother's Day gift than a new set of wiper blades and maybe a new set of headlight bulbs no better Father's Day gift than a new set of wiper blades and maybe a new set of headlight bulbs and then you know as you get to the back of the car you know make sure everything looks okay back there you know, look in if you have if you have a sedan. Look in the trunk. Make sure you have your spare tire, your jack. If your car has locking lug nuts on it, uh, make sure you have that key because there's nothing worse than getting a flat tire and getting three out of or three out of the four or four out of the five lug nuts off. And you look at this one odd one and you're like, how do I get this off? I don't have I don't have this special wrench. And then you're stuck by the side of the road. So make sure you have that locking locking lug key. And uh, then, of course, check all the lights. Make sure all the lights work. Um, have somebody get in the car, step on the brake pedal, make sure the brake lights work. Look at left and right directionals. That's a good basic start before you head out on any kind of road trip. Back to tires for a moment. Now, we talked about this during the winter months when it gets cold, like we see dramatic changes in temperatures, let's say, like from spring to winter conditions. The tires, the tire pressure, you have to check that and make sure the tires are properly inflated. Now that we're heading to summer, the temperature is getting hotter. Do you have to check the tires to make sure they're inflated? you have to worry about underinflation with the tires, with the, with the changes in temperatures? It's really a good idea to check tire pressure when the tires are cool. So before you've driven any real distance, you don't want to check tire pressure just as you get off the highway. So first thing in the morning or, you know, if you don't have the ability to air up your own tires somewhere, you know, within a couple of miles of driving, uh, check them once a month or so. Uh, tires normally lose between one and two pounds of air every month. So even in the warm weather, um, you're not losing tire pressure like you do in the cold weather, but normally tires are just going to lose a little bit of air. So having a tire properly inflated is really important. The air pressure is what also determines how much weight the tire can carry. So if you're headed out on a summer vacation and you have your, you have your car or SUV or van jammed full of stuff, uh, you want to make sure the tires are properly inflated because if they're underinflated by just four or five pounds, and you can't see that with the naked eye, you need to check that with a tire gauge, you're also affecting how much weight the vehicle can carry. I got a question about the tire pressure. My car uh, has got a light on it, on the dashboard, that is like an exclamation point in between two parentheses. Yep. That's for tire pressure? Tire pressure monitor light. When how do that- you get that to shut off? <laughs> you put air. You put air in the tires. Oh. Uh, it depends on what kind of. There's it. The, the system is actually fairly complicated. There's two different types. There's one called a direct pressure system, which means there's literally little radio transmitters in each wheel, and they send a signal back to the car's computer that tells the car how much air is in each individual tire. Those types of systems typically have between an 8 and 10 year life and then the little battery in them goes dead unfortunately you can't replace the little battery you have to replace the sensors at anywhere between 50 and 150 dollars a piece 
Oh, yeah, 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 exactly. That's pricey. Exactly. I did my truck. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then there's something called an indirect sensor, which actually uses the car's anti-lock brake system. And as the wheel rotates, the brake system measures how many revolutions it takes to as the tire turns. And a, an overinflated tire will will rotate differently than an underinflated tire. And then it will uh, tell the computer oh, wait, there's a tire that's low, it just doesn't tell you which one. And on some cars, what, it, what happens is you inflate all the tires properly, and then there's a reset button, and you press the reset button, and that tells the car everything's perfect, and when you don't see it perfect, turn the light back on. And that may be the case with your car. No, oh, wow. Very good to know. Yeah, cool. Learn something new every day. No kidding. Back to something you said about when people are traveling, they're filling the car up with stuff, uh, and you got the car overloaded, so forth, the car, truck, SUV. Uh, is there a need to maybe add an extra pound or two in order to make sure the car is going properly or to just keep it maintaining proper pressure? It depends. It depends how much real weight you're putting in the back of the car. So, for instance, um, my car, the tire pressure is normally 32 pounds. But the maximum tire pressure is 43 pounds. So say I had my car completely full and I was pulling a small camping trailer, a pop-up trailer. Well, that, that's going to add extra weight. So in that case, I might want to go closer to the maximum air pressure because I'm putting all this extra weight on the rear tires. So it really depends on what you're doing with your car and how you're doing. If you were just you know, taking a jet ski to the lake and it was only a half an hour drive away, wouldn't make any difference at all. But if you were planning a long trip you'd, and you had either towing a trailer or a lot of weight in the back of your vehicle, um, then you might want to bring the tire pressure up a little bit more, but never exceed that maximum tire pressure number. We're going to take a time out, and when we come back, we're going to talk about cars and also uh, that thing that a lot of us are having to deal with where we're dealing with this, having trouble with this in March, April, and May, and now people are doing this in June. For me, it's July, getting the car inspected, <laughs> what to do to get ready to pass inspections. That and more coming up on the K-Zone Morning Commute. Welcome back to K-Zone Morning Commute continues, 105.3 FM, AM 1280, WPKZ. We're talking with the car doctor, John Paul, from AAA Northeast. And let's talk about our cars and that thing that we do every year, sometime during the year, getting the car inspected. Should we have a checklist of things to do to make sure we pass the inspection? Yeah, it always makes sense to, almost like that summer road trip, uh, you want to make sure all the lights work, turn signals, brake lights, license plate light. If the car came with a light, it needs to work, so you want to make sure they all work, and that includes, you know, if, you, if you're getting an inspection sticker for camping, you know, for a, a motorhome-type vehicle as well, you want to make sure all the clearance lights work. Um, you also want to look at those tires, look at you know, the same thing, take that quarter, measure the tire depth, you want to make sure the tires are in good shape. If you have a check engine light on, it is not going to pass for an inspection sticker. So you want to make sure that's taken care of before you go in. Also, if your car has an airbag light on, you want to make sure that's taken care of before you go in for an inspection sticker. If you start up the car and there's a rumble that doesn't belong there, well, then you need to go and get that exhaust system repaired. 
Um, also, make sure the wipers are in good shape. Make sure the seat belts are all in good shape because they check they check the seat belts. So if you never sit in your rear seat, drag the seat belts out, click them in place. Make sure make it make it easy for the inspector to do their job. They'll also jack up the car and check the steering and suspension system. Make sure that's good. That's probably something you can't do yourself, but uh, look at that. And um, finally kind of an odd thing make sure the gas cap is there because when they inspect your car they also test check the gas cap to make sure it's there beep the horn uh turn the wipers on make sure they work okay hit the windshield washer button make sure the washer is working if you do all those things chances are 95 percent of the time your car is going to pass for an inspection now when checking the turn signals i've noticed when people are driving in the highways it seems like the signal one turn signal goes faster uh, much faster, let's say, on one side, whether it's the front or in the rear turn signal isn't working at all. Is that a case where it's the bulb or something or a fuse that needs to be replaced? Usually it's a bulb. When you see one light, if you, in your own car, for instance, if you turn on the left turn signal and it's blink, 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 blink really fast and the right turn signal flashes slower, what that's telling you is on that left side where it's blinking really fast is a bulb out or a poor electrical connection. Usually it's just a bulb that's out. And you have to look. It might The rear one might work. The front one might work. But on your car, maybe there's a side blinker that blinks, and that bulb is out, and that's something you don't really notice. But replace all the bulbs, check them out. That will get the lights blinking in, in the right sequence the way they're supposed to. Yeah, my pickup truck was going to fail inspection because of the brake light that's on the top of the cab yep. in the back. <clears throat> but they fixed it right there. And, you know, yeah, I paid and, them a little extra. So, yeah, in some of those, those high-mounted brake lights, uh, some of them are LEDs, and they allow up to half the LEDs to fail. So, in other words, if you have a car with one of those high-mounted brake lights and it has all the little lights in it, and if two or three of the lights are out, and the rest are still working, it's going to pass. But if there's more than half that are out, you're going to have to get it repaired. And depending on the car, um, I just I just looked it up for somebody the other day, a Hyundai Sonata, um, there's no repair. You replace it, and it's about a $100 replacement part. I was 30 Ooh. bucks. Yeah. Wow. So it must have just been just a few bulbs or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, should you fail, should you get the red R on the sticker, <laughs> uh, what to do, what are your options? Well, if, if, technically, according to the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, if you fail for a safety-related item, so in other words, your windshield was broken, you have a headlight out, you're not even really supposed to drive your car. You're supposed to get it repaired right away because they don't want you driving around on the Commonwealth roads with uh, you know, a safety system that's bad on your vehicle. If it's an emissions-related problem, in other words, your car has a check engine light on and it wouldn't pass, um, then you have you have more time. You you typically have I, I just blanked on it for a minute. I think you have 60 days to get that get that check engine light repaired. So a lot of people think the safety systems you can wait 30 or 60 days. You're actually supposed to do them right away. Um, you see people driving around all the time with the with the with the red R, but you should try to get anything that's safety related. You don't want to be driving around, uh, especially in the summertime, with bald tires on your car, and that's what kept you from getting your inspection. And you know, tires are expensive, but they're also important. So you know, if you can't find uh, you know, tires that are affordable, maybe even look towards a used tire. A lot of times, if it's one or two tires, maybe you can buy them used for twenty or twenty-five dollars a piece. 
And if people want to find out more, best way to reach you. Always the easiest way to find me, go to AAA.com slash car doctor. There's a place where you can read some of the things that I've written, but also ask me a question, and I answer questions all day long. So feel free, AAA.com slash car doctor. John Paul, the car doctor from AAA Northeast, thank you so much for being with us. Talk to you all soon. Bye-bye. All right, take Bye. care. Brought to you by Loose Custom Exhaust in Fitchburg. We've got news coming up next here on the K-Zone. 105.3 FM and AM 1280 WPKC Fitchburg, Lemonster. It is now here.